A man voluntarily handed himself in to the police because he'd rather be in jail than with the people he was with during lockdown. A family launches a fundraiser to reclaim a man's preserved tattooed skin. And a woman claims she was impregnated by a gust of wind. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm recording in a closet. I think it sounds okay today. I don't know. You tell me. I just want to please you guys. A man hands himself into the police because he would rather be in jail than spend any more time with people at home during lockdown. The suspect says he wants to go to jail to get some peace and quiet from those that he shares his home with. Yes, a man was actually wanted by the police, and instead of hunkering down, staying, as they say, incognito, undercover, you know, basically just hanging out with his family and friends in lockdown, safely. No, 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 that wasn't good for him. He wanted out. He was tired of hanging out with his family. So... He handed himself in so he wouldn't have to spend more time in lockdown with the people that he lived with. Officers said the man gave himself up on Wednesday afternoon to get some peace and quiet. Quote, that was it. Want some peace and quiet. I want a jail cell. Just give me a pillow and a floor. I'll take that over a warm bed and these people. Inspector Darren Tayer from the Sussex Police. Oh, yes, the Sussex Police. I'd imagine he talks like this, right? Yes, we found a man he'd rather... Spend time in a jail cell than with his family. Uh, Darren Taylor, the inspector. They still call them inspectors in the UK, which is hilarious. You don't really get that in the uh, in the United States. You don't call them. We don't call them inspectors. The only American inspector that I've ever heard of is Dananana Inspector Gadget. You guys remember this cartoon, Inspector Gadget? With the I don't remember much about it. I just remember he had go-go gadget everything, including his wanker. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so Inspector Darren Taylor explained this unusual turn of events in a post on Twitter. Oh, the police in the UK also just telling everybody what's going on on social media. He says, peace and quiet. A wanted male handed himself in to the team yesterday afternoon after informing us that he would rather go to prison than have to spend more time with the people he was living with. One in, one's in custody, heading back to prison to serve some further time on his own. Police are not saying what the crime the man was suspected of could be. Uh, I'm very curious now. I want more details. Perhaps he committed a completely new crime and then reported himself. Although I don't know what kind of crimes you can commit on lockdown. Actually, you could probably commit some cyber crimes. And maybe you could, um, you could still probably uh, commit indecent exposure in lockdown. You know, just open the window and let your genitalia dance in the wind for a little bit. I mean, that's sure to get you in prison, right? You could make crank phone calls for sure. Inappropriate calls to 911. That is a crime, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons. You know, I've covered many times. Many instances on Weird AF News where people call 911. I need a ride. I'm wasted. Uh, I covered a story where they called 911 because uh, Popeyes was all out of chicken. Do you remember that story? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can commit crimes without leaving lockdown, I suppose. Uh, The article goes on to say there's a study that was recently released that found more than half of the population, that's 53%, say they felt angry with other people they know because of their behavior in relation to the pandemic. According to the research of King's College London, 
Nearly a quarter of people reported having argued with friends and family about their actions amid COVID restrictions, with one in 12 no longer speaking to a friend or relative because of certain disagreements. Um, yeah, and if you live with them, all the worse, I'd imagine. How many breakups are happening? How many divorces are happening right now because we're just tired of looking at someone else's face for a year? <laughs> you can't get away. This is, you know, this is why alone time is necessary. This is why a garage is helpful. You know, a man, not a man, anybody can be like, you know what? I'm going to the garage. I'm going to turn big wood into little wood. Leave me alone. This is why the man cave and the lady cave have been invented. This is why going to get some fresh air is a thing that people say, you know what? Rather than continue to fight with you, I'm going to get some fresh air. That is real. That is necessary. You need to get away from people at certain times. So this guy, clearly, it doesn't say who he was living with, though. I'm curious if it was a domestic situation, if it was family, or just maybe some annoying roommates, you know? Have you ever had annoying roommates? I once had a roommate who decided to turn my living room into a leather-making factory. Yeah, he started making leather bags in the living room. And uh, with very little notice, by the way, just, you know, one day we had a living room, no leather bag factory. Next day, it's a leather bag factory. <laughs> and by the way, apparently, I didn't know this, but when you work with leather, a lot of hammering going on. Yeah, a lot of hammering during the day. Do you know how difficult it is to record a podcast when there's hammering going on? This is just my personal gripe, by the way. I went off on a... Uh, please forgive me. A family is fighting to reclaim a man's preserved, tattooed skin. All Chris Wenzel's family wants is to get his skin back. Wenzel is a Saskatoon tattoo artist who had tattoos covering much of his body. He died November 2018. His wife arranged for his tattoo skin to be preserved. It was eventually displayed in four glass frames in a place called the Electric Underground Tattoo Shop that Wenzel and his wife owned. Uh, I do recall covering a story about how you could preserve tattooed skin a couple years ago. And uh, I wasn't sure that people would take advantage of this process, but clearly somebody has. Uh, this wife wants the skin back. What happened to the guy's skin? Did someone jack somebody's tattooed skin? Who would do that? It says that she was unable to pay rent at the tattoo shop for much of last year. Oh, yeah, well... A lot of people can't pay rent last year. It says Electric Underground, the tattoo studio, was evicted from its location in October. Roundtable Management, which owns and manages this building, took possessions of all the items inside the tattoo studio, including the dead Wenzel's preserved skin. Oh, man. This is nuts. Well, I mean, honey, you should have... Mm, well, it's easy to say you should have taken it out of the tattoo studio because it's a very, very valuable... Uh, you know, collection for you, obviously. Uh, and it should be maybe locked up somewhere. Or I don't know, maybe she was just displaying it, though, as a memory. And in a way, I guess if you have his tattooed skin up on the wall in, in the tattoo studio, it's a way of like, you know, he's still kind of in the studio in a way, you know. So maybe that's what was going on. The family has launched an online fundraiser, by the way, in an effort to raise enough money to pay off the rent, the back rent, and to get the skin back. They fear that the skin will be sold if they don't succeed. Oh, this is unbelievable. What a pickle to find yourself in. Uh, there's a quote here from one of Wenzel's family members. This is something that was supposed to remain with the family for life, especially for his boys. That was very, very important. It would be kind of weird in a way for someone else to have his skin, don't you think? There are family members that would rather have it. 
I agree. There are family members that want that skin. They should have the skin. What's another strange person doing with someone else's skin? Anyways, why would you want this? Just give it back, rental company. The chief operating officer for this company, Roundtable Management, said that the tattoo studio owes $24,000 in unpaid rent. He said the management company took ownership of everything in the shop in October, which was mostly, quote, typical items that would have been in a tattoo shop. Really typical items? A man's skin on the wall is a typical tattoo item. What what world of tattoo studios do you live in, sir? No, this is clearly a family heirloom. I mean, it says uh, normally if a tenant is behind, uh, the management company can eventually liquidate possessions left in a building to make up what's owed. Yes, I'd imagine they'd sell these things. The court says Wenzel's skin has not been liquidated and there's no timeline. Of course, no one wants to buy that. It's only something that the family would want. <laughs> you assholes, give it back. What are you going to get with that? Nothing. Just make them happy. This is bad press for you, by the way. Just hand over the skin and you know, go on with your proceedings. There are, are the other items that you've obviously procured from that tattoo shop that probably have value. You can do your best to recoup that past due rent. This is not how you behave in the world. I don't know. What, what do I know? I don't own a damn thing. I own a 2010 Honda Accord, and that is it. So um, (laughs) now it says here, a friend of the family who is organizing this GoFundMe to get the skin back says that when the skin is returned to the family, it will be buried or put inside a museum. Uh, What museum would take that? I don't know. I'm curious, but I don't know. Maybe it's a one of a kind item. She says the family's not interested in getting back any other items that were taken from the tattoo studio other than the skin. Uh, the GoFundMe aims to raise a total of $35,000. Funds beyond what is needed to cover the background will be donated for an art scholarship in Chris's name. So if you guys want to donate to that, that seems like a lovely cause. These people trying to get some skin back. Just Google Saskatoon Tattoo Fundraiser, I would assume, something like that. Or Wenzel, W-E-N-Z-E-L, the Wenzel family. I wish you luck, Wenzel family. I hope you get that skin back. <laughs> A woman claims that a gust of wind impregnated her, making her give birth within one hour of getting pregnant. I also played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid, so I know what fantasies can be like. In a shockingly bizarre claim, an Indonesian lady has elaborated how she gave birth to a healthy baby girl within one hour of getting pregnant by a gust of wind. You liar. Uh, Her name is Siti Zaina. She is a woman liar from Indonesia who has made claims of such a miraculous birth resulting not from sexual intercourse but instead from wind entering her vagina. (laughs) Yes, my opinion uh, on all this is that she probably is covering up uh, some sort of uh, transgression, some sexual transgression. Maybe she cheated on her man and then she's like, he's like, you're pregnant? She's like, no, but it just happened an hour ago. But I didn't see you with any other men. Well, I don't need to get pregnant by a man. Don't you know a gust of wind can impregnate you? You can also get herpes from a horse. Okay. Uh, this lady resides in a Shienger town, West Java, Indonesia. The bizarre claims started to spread like wildfire around the small town after she gave birth to a baby girl on Wednesday. Uh, these small towns. Do you not have the World Wide Web small towns? I mean, are you still buying into this hocus pocus? I mean, we need to get the internet to every little shit town village that's all over the place, even in third world countries, because they're still believing in uh, just fantasies. It's just, it's, it's crazy. We need to bring some logic to these places. They believe in like, I, I don't even know. 
This, these are the only places left in the world that you can walk around being like, hey, I'm a magician. <laughs> oh, yes, I can make a baby inside you. Just let me wave my wand over your belly. Now, uh, this lady claims that after afternoon prayers, she was lying face down on the floor when suddenly she felt a wind enter her body through her vagina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how big is your vagina, lady? That you, <laughs> you just lay it out on the ground and the wind just enters it? Why is it, why is it so open to... It's so open for business these days. The core shocker of this claim was that this lady reported having given birth within one hour of the wind entering her body, during which she could visibly see her stomach stretching and growing larger, causing her labor pain. Yeah. I put this right up there with the Bigfoot sightings. (laughs) Yeah. Fantasy. The director of a local community clinic suggested that her case might be that of cryptic pregnancy, where the female is unaware of her pregnancy until labor. Yeah, I've heard of this cryptic pregnancy. I mean, I've covered stories where women, uh, they're on the toilet and they give birth to a baby, but they thought they were pooping. This is, um, And then I, I just thought it was ridiculous. And I, I said so on the podcast, and then people reached out to me and they said, Jonesy, it's actually possible that a woman doesn't know that she's pregnant until she gives birth. I mean, people said this to me. I don't think they were doctors, but they're claiming that they're, this, this can happen. This is... Um, I mean, if you're to judge from the stories that I've seen, then this is more than just a rare thing. Apparently, people are saying this happens a lot. I don't buy it, man. I think it's people covering up a transgression. That's what I think. It's like, ooh, yeah, you know, you you weren't supposed to have this baby. You were hiding it from somebody. And then you just say, oh, I didn't know. Oh, hey, oh, oh. Or you couldn't keep the baby. So you're like, and you can't go get an abortion for whatever reason. Maybe you live in one of those places where they, they control women's bodies. Um, and so you can't really go and get an abortion. So you chuck it in the toilet and then you say, oh, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was shopping at JCPenney. Okay. I picked out a scarf and then I felt a, a push. I thought it was poop, right? Cause I've been constipated for several days and I took that fiber this morning. Shout out to Metamucil. And then I went to the bathroom, expected to poo. And it was a baby. Didn't know where it came from. It's a baby. I'm sorry. I drowned in a toilet. I mean, I think there's so many other things going on, uh, above and beyond that you did not know that you were pregnant. I was like, how do you go that long without your period and you don't know it? And people are like, well, Jonesy, sometimes people go that long without their period. Yeah, I, I guess that happens too. I still just can't buy the fact that you don't think you're pregnant. Anyways, that was a whole, it's a whole other argument that has nothing really to do with the story. <laughs> sorry. I'm answering emails that I got a year and a half ago just now. Sorry. Uh, a police spokesman has a quote in here. Let's see what the Indonesian police spokesman has to say. The police say that they are launching an investigation into the matter. They want to settle down odd rumors so that the locals stay educated and aware about certain matters, such as the birth of a child and its biological family. One police spokesperson said, quote, the point is that we want to straighten out the confusing news about the pregnant woman who gave birth in a way perceived to be unnatural. We don't want this matter to foster wild rumors among the public. Yes, you don't. You want people to know where babies come from, not the wind. (laughs) it's not you know a stork doesn't come and deliver it to your doorstep unlike what looney tunes told me as a child hey everyone uh thanks for joining me on weird af news uh i hope you're satisfied with the choice of stories today it was difficult to narrow them down to three i admit and that's because you guys send me so many nice articles and they're so weird and i appreciate that keep them coming the email's funnyjones at gmail.com you can also send them to me on instagram at funnyjones facebook comedian jonesa uh, I got a nice email from Kat McIntosh uh, and Kat and Steve send love from Toronto. And uh, I send love right back to Toronto. I'm wondering 
if you guys are up to your neck in snow up there. Um, <laughs> this, all that snow in Texas, you guys see that shit? That's wild, man. I got some friends over there. Um, and man, it's just bananas. Uh, also got an email from Erica. She sent it to my Facebook page and she wrote, uh, uh, your question, Google Podcasts listener. Every day is part of my Google morning routine. After my alarm goes off, Google Assistant greets me as queen of the effing universe and then plays weird AF news before my adulty news. I'm living in Florida right now, so I especially appreciate the Florida Fridays. The reason why I'm contacting you, Jonesy, though, is this morning I heard your story about the hospital in the UK and their inclusive language change, and I just wanted to quick correct you on the pronunciation of midwifery because the actual pronunciation sounds funny, or I thought you know, or, or I thought you know you would like to know. It's not midwifery. It's pronounced midwifery. Wifery. But you don't have to take my word for it. Go ahead and look that shit up. I promise you'll get a kick out of it. And the only reason I know this is because I wanted to be a midwife long ago. Okay, and I mean, is it a mid- midwife or a midwif? Okay, anyway, thank you. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, your loyal Florida woman fan. I got Florida woman fans! That's amazing. I love that. I love my fans from Florida. I hope you guys in Florida don't take uh, my Florida Fridays personally and the things I say on it personally. I mean, for the most part, this podcast is for entertainment purposes. There is, of course, there's an educational element uh, in addition to letting you know what's going on around the world and warning the rest of the world about Florida and not to ever go there. You know, Jonesy, warning? Yeah, that's right. I'm warning people around the world. I get, I get listeners from all over the globe, guys, and they need to know what's going on in Florida so that they have plenty of health insurance if they're going to spend some time there. All right. I also got a, an email from Kelly Lee. And she, uh, she sent me a long email. It's just too long to read. Uh, it's about changing gender-specific language in the maternity ward. Um, she, I'll read you a, a small piece. Breast milk comes from breasts and is completely appropriate to call it that. Formula is usually made with cow's milk or non-dairy products like soy. We don't call it breast milk, so there is no issue of confusion here. I'm offended by this offended-by-everything culture. <laughs> Kelly, man, you just speak my mind right there. I am offended by this I'm offended-by-everything culture as well. And... Um, you know, I have, it affects me professionally. You know, I have to be careful what I say on certain comedy shows because I just don't want to get, you know, I want to be able to go back and perform. So if customers complain, uh, you know, it's a, it can be a situation where the owner goes, you know what, man, you had a couple people say they didn't like what you said about breast milk. You didn't call it human milk. Okay. And people want it to be called human milk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, I just, so it, it does, it affects me. It, it sometimes affects my paycheck. Um, thankfully, on this podcast, it sort of gives me like a free expression. I can, autom- I can really be honest on here because, you know, it's, um, it, it's up to me to do this. And I, you know what I mean? And, and um, I don't make a, a, I don't make a ton of money and NBC doesn't own my podcast. So like, I don't have to worry about pleasing people. I don't have a boss really. You know, I have a, a small group of regular listeners that, you know, like what's going on here. They like my po- mostly my point of view most of the time. And those who don't enjoy my point of view, they, they clearly feel free to, to express that to me. They know that I'm not going to, you know, just attack them. This is a, this is a place for free expression. Um, I, I read the bad reviews and the good reviews. I read people's emails that um, are uh, when they write me something that they don't agree. Like, uh, I can't even get this out, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like when I, they, they don't agree with what I'm saying, they write to me and I read it. It's like, <laughs> so this is a place for that. I would hate to change that because I'd have to be scared that Viacom is going to cancel me or something or Nickelodeon is just going to take away my microphone. 
I mean, that's the world we're living in now, you know? For To be a creator, to be a comedian, it's... It's like walking on thin ice, and it's so lame, man. It's just so goddamn lame. At the end of the day, right, it's about entertainment, okay? Um, you know, I, I just, I'm always amazed at people that are offended by comedy. I, I hate to go on this soapbox, but just give me a second. Because I was thinking about this other day, the other day. People that are offended by jokes that go to a comedy club. You know, it's like, it's like someone who turned on... Like, if you know how you go to Sirius XM Radio, which is a wonderful thing. I, don't, I can't afford that shit, but... Um, I don't even think I can have that in my car because my car is a, a 2010 Honda. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think I can get that. But there's a, there's a show I like on there, and it's like a, there's a hip-hop station, an old-school hip-hop. And when you listen to old-school hip-hop, there is misogynistic. Uh, there are misogynistic sentences in old-school hip-hop, a lot of them, and, and new hip-hop too. But if, you know, I know that going in. <laughs> like I know when I push on that channel, I know what I'm getting. And I'm okay with it. You know, it's like it. someone to go to a comedy show and then be offended is like you you turning on, like you going to that old school hip hop station and then be offended that Dr. Dre said the word ho. Like, really? And then you contact whatever, whatever organization. What's that? What's that organization that oversees radio and television? The FDA? The <laughs> I don't even know. Stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Anyways, I'll stop with that. You guys may dis- you got you might disagree. You might disagree. Call the show, 646-450-2012. I do have some phone calls I do want to publish after this, so I'll do that. And uh, tomorrow's uh, Florida Friday, by the way. I'm sorry, this outro is very long. Uh, Tomorrow's Florida Friday, so please email me stories for Florida if you'd like to. You don't have to, but if you'd like to. You can even uh, submit them through my website, weirdafnews.com, which, by the way, is another place you can go to support the show. You can click on the Patreon banner or click on Buy Jonesy a Cup of Coffee. Booyah! And support the show. Patreon's a good thing to join because uh, you're not just uh, throwing me a couple bucks, but you're, um, which is a good feeling and very nice. Uh, but, y- you know, you get something out of it. In addition to the good feeling that you support the show, you get some extra content that's in the Patreon that sometimes is pretty damn cool and always weird, um, I think. And so check that out. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow on Florida Friday. All right, Jonesy. I got I to gotta say, um, the reason the man uh, cannot breastfeed or chest feet, as they say now, is exactly why you said, because we are idiots and we'd be squirting each other. <laughs>